Welcome to Living Social Justice Podcast, an initiative of Common Ground Church and Common Good, where we explore our lifestyle response to topics of social justice. Our hope is that a growing number of Christ followers begin to individually and collectively live out justice, creating a groundswell of positive change in our society. Welcome to the Living Social Justice Podcast. And uh, this series that we're in right now is how do we better understand the topic of land in the city of Cape Town? And if you've lived in Cape Town for a little while, you'll notice that the skyline of our city is changing. Buildings that we saw before are no longer there, replaced with other buildings, uh, and some areas are more impacted by this than others. Uh, One of the suburbs that we notice a whole lot of change going on is the area of Salt River. Uh, And your experience of seeing the skyline change may evoke different things in your heart. You may have greater pride in the city, seeing new developments, fancy buildings, new hotels, incredible office blocks going up. You may also be curious about what is the impact that this uh, development has on the community in which these buildings are being built. And so today we want to be listening, we want to be learning, we want to generate some curiosity around this thing of gentrification, of changes in communities in the, the suburb of Salt River. And so today we have Grant Porthen with us. Welcome to you, friend. Hi. Hi to all the listeners out there. Wonderful. Uh, now, for the, the friends who are listening, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, uh, what do you get up to during the week, um, who are you? Help us, help us get to know you a little bit better. Well, I'm, uh name is Grant Porthen. I grew up in Athlone. Uh, I'm married uh, to a beautiful wife by the name of Stephanie Porthen. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter, Mercy. She's she'll be turning to next month in July. Well, be in July now. Yes. Yeah. So um, so in a couple of days' time, uh, she'll be turning uh, two, and we have a baby on the way. That's fantastic. Uh, which will be born in uh, who will be born in a couple of days' time as well in July. You date the fifteenth, so lots of things happening in July. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that's that's where we are. Um, we've uh, my wife and I've been married for uh, five and a half years, uh, and we live in Salt River. We've been Wonderful. staying there for uh, just over five years now. Wow. Um, yeah. You're looking awfully calm for a man who's expecting a second child within the next few weeks. Any time now, your phone is on in case you get the call from your wife that there's a, a reason to leave quickly, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Def- it's definitely on. Uh, we're ready. Um, uh, don't, don't be fooled by, uh, by, by, uh, by what it looks like on the outside. Yeah, um, yeah. inside, uh, <laughs> like, uh, there's all sorts of things going on. But, gotcha. uh, but we're ready for this. We're ready. Brilliant, eh? Now, now you're living in Salt River uh, with a slightly different purpose or intentionality, and you're part of something called the Eden Project. Uh, and help us understand what the, what is the Eden Project? How does it connect with your church? What are your goals? What what are you up to? Uh, Eden is a, a incarnational missional community that has moved into uh, Salt River into a community. It's a uh, missional community sent by the local church to live on purpose uh, within a tough neighborhood mm. or a historically tough neighborhood. Mm. And uh, and so Jubilee partnered with the Message Trust, uh, who, who really came up with the vision of, of Eden. Um, and uh, they partnered, and uh, for, for, for a long time, Jubilee had this uh, heart and for, for Salt River community, and they'd actually been doing a couple of things within the community like mm. kids club and um uh i know a lot of th- some of the stuff they were meeting with the parents of the kids that they were serving mm. but jubilee always had this desire to go a bit deeper mm. and then they heard of eden uh which sends a a missional team community to live in that space 
to love people in word and deed. Brilliant. And so, um, um, and and so that's how Steph and I came into the picture. Um, gotcha. uh, we we had a sense that God was 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 calling us uh, to to lead the team, and and the rest is history. And so we've uh, been staying there for five. Um, we we've, we've been staying staying there for just over five years now. Mm. We've been leading the team for five. And uh, it's been an incredible experience so mm. far, learning experience, yeah. What have you learned about Salt River since moving in there? Um, well, Salt River is an extremely colorful community, a vibrant, it's, uh, I suppose because it's so close to the CBD, mm. it's, 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 it's very loud and urban and busy yeah. and uh, there's a lot of gears going on there, you know, just uh, there's, there's a vibe. Mm. Uh, um, and uh, it's just, um, I would say um, uh, 90% Muslim mm-hmm. community. Um, uh, the community are very, very close. I mm. think the, the community would see that space, the, the space of Salt River as their home. Mm. So the people that have been living there um, have um, been living there for, for their whole lives. Mm. And, and it's also within... Uh, sort of the context of the place as well, um, like um, generations of families yeah. um, um, have been staying there. Um, and so, um, for example, the p- local principal, he's um, he attended that local school mm. within the community and he, he ended up being a teacher at the yes. school and now he's the principal of the school. And so the dentist, the local dentist, he attended the school yeah. and it's like, so it's a strong community. Yes. Um, and uh, which has... Um, uh, strengths um, but also I think for for sort of people uh, moving in from the outside Mm. um, uh, you sort of know that you're on the outside as well because it's that it's so tightly you know so which might be a bit of a weakness Um, but um, but but yeah very very um, very community based yes and so and um, but yeah also has um, some like challenges as Mm. well so Mm. Gangs, uh, drug abuse, gotcha. uh, homelessness. Um, there are wow. a lot of homeless people are there, um, and um, around, um, and um, and so yeah, um, uh, uh, it's it's got its challenges. But uh, like I said, there's a lot of colourful people yes. there, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things when you live in Cape Town, you can travel through communities. And you'd have no idea of the texture and the heritage yeah. and the history yeah. that exists unless you slow down and mm. you meet people and you engage with them, have a meal together and learn yeah. this incredible history of this, what I assume to be quite an old part of Cape Town. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's something that we can just take for granted. We drive through, oh, that's all driven. I go there for this, this purpose. Yeah, yeah. Overlooking this long history that's existed there. Um, and there's a lot of things that go that's going on in in Salt River. Um, tell me some of the things or a story or two. What's happened in Salt River, where perhaps people came in and engaged something, put on an event, or did something where they perhaps didn't recognize or respect that deep, long heritage, those deep roots that community has had in that space. Uh, what have people done in the past? What have you seen? What have you been told since you've been living there? Well, um, uh, one one thing that I've noticed was there's there was a uh, uh, international um, art um, festival um, that was sponsored by the city. Um, now, again, the city would argue that they'd engaged the community. Uh, by, but my experience, um, just engaging sort of na- neighbors and people on the ground, that they 
weren't engaged mm. and so um um but i mean i'm chatting to the organ some some of the organizers had a conversation with them uh once and they 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 say they have um so for i think the community at large when it comes to this art festival would be one i think they um uh, they hadn't engaged or everyone within the community context and often in this conversation when, when people do things i, I think they um, sort of engage the uh, the elite few. So even gotcha. within the, within the community of Salt River, you get like uh, sort of the elite, the the people that are seen. But often um, the the people that are on the margins, they they don't have a voice. Mm. Um, and so um, so so yeah, that would be uh, sort of one uh, thing that has happened. Where um, I mean, even speak thinking about the art festival, the first year they did it, they didn't do it in the second year though. They they must have learned something. Uh, but in the first year, they had a, a beer, um, uh, sort of, I don't know if it was a beer garden, but they were selling right. alcohol. But that's weird in Salt River because that that actually uh, sort of was highly offensive, mm. I think, um, um, because it's traditionally a Muslim community. Gotcha. Um, I know one of the art pieces they did, they, did a, a, um, they asked the um, local soccer club uh, if they could do an art piece there and... Uh, the soccer club was so excited, um, they th- and they they asked him to do a uh, a football or soccer related uh, art mm. piece. And uh, when the soccer ke- uh, club came back uh, after a couple of hours, they saw an octopus. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and so, so like weird things like yeah. that, you know. And so, so which is just weird. Um, but but yeah, so um, so so that that would be one of the things that I felt like um, the community sort of overlooked. And um, and also I. Like I think shops um, um, that and um, these developments happening sort of in Salt River, just um, uh, in and around um, the parts. I um, I think people are they generally just um, setting up stuff and um, they're not thinking about the community and the gotcha. history of the community and mm. and what matters in the community and mm. uh, and so for example I love pork. I love pork, and so I don't, I don't get offended when I see a, a sign with where that 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 reads bacon here. Yeah, yes. you know I get I get excited. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for someone in Salt right. River, when they see a sign uh, yeah. by uh, of a place where um, where people sell bacon mm. or uh, kid bacon here or bacon and egg here, um, yes. I mean that can be highly offensive yeah, yeah. to to them. Yeah, so. Um, so sort of just those dynamics, you know, yeah. and so, um, um, so I don't think, I think generally when something is done, I think, and, and I think there's a principle, I think sort of for all of us, um, is sort of just, um, engaging with community mm. and listening and what kind of makes those yeah. communities tick and, mm. um, and then, um, having thought through that, um, and making that sort of key, a key part of the process before doing anything. Yeah. So I don't. I I don't think obviously these these guys sitting up everything they're not thinking yes. through what's sort of best for the community right you know um, or maybe they are but they just they have a different yeah. framework of, of thinking, or thinking making assumptions of what is best and yeah. that assumption is formed by their worldview not the history and the heritage of the area yeah yeah exactly 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 you know I think like I wouldn't say development's bad yeah wouldn't say that bacon and egg rolls yeah are bad yeah yeah, yeah. but it's the context that determines yeah. the messaging that comes from these developments. I mean, yeah. what, what would you say is the message that's received by re- residents of Salt River when they see these kind of things where these kind of art festivals or developments are taking place that they haven't been properly engaged? 
and they're left with an octopus on their wall that they didn't really ask for. Uh, what is the messaging that the, the community, the people who have the deep heritage in that area, what, what, what message do they get from those organizations or businesses that do that? Um, I think they, um, it's, um, it's a similar message that people got during the apartheid. Um, uh, through, through apartheid, uh, the message of you don't see us. Mm. Um, you don't see us. And so uh, we are not heard, we are not mm. being seen. We're not valued, yeah, and um, and um, and uh, which which uh, which angers people, mm. I think, and frustrates them. You yeah. know that they don't have a voice. They don't have a voice to, to change anything. And um, but also, um, um, but but also, um, there's a when we think about particular sort of this urban renewal or gentrification within the community, um, I um, I. I think for community like that, um, there there has been a growing awareness of that. Um, but for me personally, um, just observation, sort of hearing what people think on the ground. And I mean, last week I asked the the local imam mm. what what he thought um, uh, about this, and mm. he grew up in the area. Yes. I mean, that guy like he just like didn't he was he wasn't switched onto it, you sure. know, wasn't wow. switched on. Um, but uh, um, so I think for most, um, and he's a community leader. Yes. He would be seen as a community leader. So um, I think uh, there are some people and most probably the minority people that are sort of switched onto it. Mm. And it's those who are affect, affected by it. But by and large, um, I would say that the community um, are not that switched. I think when they, when they are really switched on and aware of it, it's too late. Gotcha. Yeah, and so um, and we've seen that um, where they become switched on where people mm. have to move or they mm. um, or, or um, yeah and where they it's where they feel as though they've been displaced they have yeah. to move to places like Mitchell's Plain and uh, Elsie's River mm. and um, all, all, all over the show yeah so so yeah that's when I think the awareness comes yeah and, yeah. yeah it's interesting for, for many of the listeners maybe wondering what's the connection between this development and then people being forced to move and, and we've used the word of gentrification which by definition is the process of renovating and improving a house or district so that it conforms to middle-class taste and when you travel through Salter in different areas you're going to see cranes you're going to see development you're going to see businesses that have got closed doors but signs up saying something new is coming some renovation is coming probably some rezoning that they need to do um, but you know many people say isn't that a good thing isn't that improving the city isn't that giving more economic opportunity to community etc but you've hinted at that there's uh, unintended consequences uh, to this development that the the impact on the neighbors in the area could lead to people leaving connect those dots for us how does that end up happening so in in salt river there's a um a big big culture of um renting renting um so people have rented there mm. for um for for years i mean um i I know of a lady um, that was renting there for 60 odd years, wow. you know, um, and uh, well, she's been staying there for 60 years. Uh, her parents were, were renting before. And so there's a huge culture of renting and the rentals are, are very, very low. It's mm. always been low. Um, and wh what's what's happening now um, is that um, the, the houses, the, the people's homes are being sold off for ridiculous amounts of money. Mm. Um, I mean, in Salt River now, you could get um, 
on average a two bedroom sort of standard house it doesn't even have to look at it like anything could mm. go for like 1.5 1.6 million you know off street parking mm. no space like <laughs> it's crazy um so um and when these houses are sold off um they are displaced mm. you know and so for 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 someone that's that um um, like I said, like for the people in Salt River, their uh, community is their home. And so when they are sort of forced to move, because they yes. don't have any other options there, because yeah. there are um, cheaper rentals there, then what that means for them is that sort of their identity has been like stripped from them as mm. well. And um, wow. and so, um, so yeah, the, the the lady I was speaking about, we um, like the family, there's a family of five. She um, she ended up staying in our sort of family home in... Um, in um, in Athlone mm. for um, a year, you know, um, wow. so she was staying there for a year and with with her family and um, and I think that was the learning from me as well. So even though she stayed in Athlone, she was still insulted every weekend. Yes, and she slept over with her family <laughs> and wow. So uh, and so that she wanted to be there. That's that's a place, you know. Yes. Um, and so um, so even though in Athlone there was a bit more space, um, uh, a lot more quiet. I think mm. um, she. Uh, she still, uh, <laughs> they still desired to be in in uh, in Salt River, and so um, so yeah, um, and there are loads of stories like that. Um, yes. um, kids, we we coached within the neighborhood. I, I used to coach at the local soccer club, and they had to move with their families. They just couldn't; um, they were forced to move. Yes. And so um, and um, which means they have to, which which means the kids have to attend schools in a different space mm. they can't uh they in a place at least they can't attend school there um they've lost all their friends mm. they've um they're far away from work f- further away yeah. from work their place of work so they need to travel in which means that costs are higher because yes. they uh, of, of the cost involved to travel now um and so so yeah so people it, it definitely affects people wow mm. you know what just stands out to me when listening to this is you know, you, you, you don't think about trends and how they impact on the whole community. I mean, if I think about how those houses that are increasing in value, get the, the rates of valuation gets redone and suddenly the rates pop up yeah. disproportionate to any other kind of the income changing in the household. Yeah. Yeah. And so what you could afford to live in the area for, like you say, for years, if not decades, yeah. suddenly becomes unaffordable through no choice of your own, through no contribution of your own. And like you're saying, when developers are moving in and doing things they, they're not consulting the community so the community doesn't have a voice and suddenly they can't afford to live where they've been living for a long long time and and and, and in that context that salt river is seen as a home it's seen as a community yeah. it's not just a location that i happen yeah. to be dwelling it's not just my residence it's my it's my home yeah yeah, yeah. and that must be doing something to the the, the, the psyche of you and like you're saying yeah. not everyone's um, I think you used the language that switched on to know that this is this is happening. That yeah. this kind of development down the road is going to impact them personally. Yeah. Um, but it just seems like for many people, the narrative that we hear in the radio is that this is a win-win. That mm. yeah. the community is being developed. There's new jobs. There's new businesses. There's new, and it's just fantastic yeah. because yeah. Uh, you know some of the language they might use about Salt River. They focus on all the negative things and saying we're changing it by putting up this new building or business and yeah. so on not focusing on yeah. any of the of the good so there's a narrative that's coming out in the media around what development's happening in salt river but there must be another narrative going on in households and families in in the communities what have people been sharing with you about gentrification and the, the stories is, as one family re- is forced to relocate what are what are the stories that people are sharing the narratives that they are sharing with you 
I think like um maybe to go back I think there's us there are waves though there are the sort of different waves of gentrification I think you mentioned the mm. sort of next one um the one now is that okay so the rentals the people that were having cheaper rentals they um are have been forced to go and I think that's continuing but I think when we get to like the second wave where mm. which will impact people that have been staying there for um that own homes there yes. because they uh, won't be able to afford it because of um because of the um the rates going um um increasing mm. and and so that's so sort of we 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 waiting for that one at the moment mm. you know and um and so um and <laughs> I think people are still not switched onto it. I think the narrative um, um, on the ground is when, like with the imam, like with um, people that I've spoken to at the football club, like, mm. what are you guys thinking about this? They just, they don't know. <laughs> they, yeah. they they don't know. I think the, maybe, maybe the narrative is that, look, we just don't know how to deal with this. Mm. We, we don't, they don't know what the other, what, what alternative gotcha. would be, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um, Again, some people that um, I know of, uh, I know of, um, of, of a couple of families that um, have seen this as a um, opportunity to sort of cash in, mm. um, and uh, which is quite interesting. This so one uh, I know one or two families um, that have chosen to cash in on they've sold their house, yes, um, and have moved to like Athlone. Gotcha. So um, and they're thinking, man, we we can we can we bought this house for mm. like. A hundred thousand rand yeah. a couple of, like couple of years ago, and here we get it like one point four, one point wow. five million. Mm. So they cash in, they buy a cheap house in Athlone, um, and they have some money to spare. Yes. You know, they have some money left for the kids. And um, uh, but what is quite interesting, um, um, that people that are sort of switched on, um, um, um have often called these people um, and said they've betrayed the community. Wow. Yeah. They betrayed the community because they've actually given in. So that's happened as well. Yes. Uh, so so when you get this, the, you're getting you're getting people that are the, the small minority. There's a there's a group that switched onto this, and yeah. when that happens, they are quite vocal. Social media, Facebook, yes. and uh, you would often see stuff on the salt of a Facebook page of like um, uh, this almost like appeal from from people that mm. are switched on. Don't sell. Don't sell, don't yes. sell, because when you sell, it actually has this ripple effect, this wow. negative ripple effect on, on the wider community. Mm. Uh, but I mean, the more this can, the the carrot is sort of dangled at your at, yes. at in, in your face. I yeah. mean, how how long how long can you uh, withstand it? And and so people, some, uh, but but that's a small minority that have sort of uh, given into mm. that. Um, but a lot of people, even like I've ch- spoken to some people, and they said, I will never sell. Wow. And they're like. This is my home. Mm. I'll never sell. You can you can throw millions at me. Yes. I will never never sell. Yeah. Um, but what we see uh, and I, I suspect will at least happen with a sort of second wave is that people won't have a choice. They'll have to sell. Mm. They'll have to sell. Or um, I don't know how they think about creative ways to earn lots more money yeah. <laughs> so they can afford the rates <laughs> and stuff. There. Yeah. So yeah. Yes, it's. You know, when we dive into the complexity of this, yeah. it, it's easy to get despondent and go yeah. like, well, you can't stop the tide of development. People are going to invest. Big companies have got money to spend and want to earn more money and make developments. But what do you think can be done as a, as a resident of uh, Salt River, um, as a Christ follower, as someone who's in, 
passionately involved in seeing good come to the community and the home and the community of, of Salt River. What's, what can be done? I, th I think twofold, like, um, I think um, creating a greater awareness that this is happening mm. within the neighborhood. And uh, I know uh, there are people, community members that have been uh, making a lot of noise, but may even feel like they haven't been heard. Wow. So um, I think joining um, them and, and just being an advocate of the community as well gotcha. um, is one way, um, mm. uh, sort of standing with them. Uh, the other way is uh, affordable housing. Yeah. Um, affordable housing. Uh, now, I know people within the church context uh, might have different views on this. Like, is it, should we as Christians be... Uh, even thinking about gotcha. this uh, or getting involved in this but um, uh, uh, we've actually seen um, extremely positive things um, particularly in Pretoria when people have um, mm. sort of reimagined spaces and um, have actually taken on, uh, on on this the church where yes. it's actually been Christians taking on this and, and actually pursuing it and um, there's a um, there's a there's a quote by a, a Christian she uh, author she says her name is Jill Shook uh, S H double O K. She says, uh, "Affordable housing is one way to put a tangible and visible structure on love." Wow. Affordable housing is one way to put a tangible and visible structure on love. Sure. And um, and uh, and I think within uh, um, the Salt River Woodstock context, um, uh, I think that's definitely something the church should uh, think about uh, mm. pursuing. You know, um, uh, where where rich and poor can live together. I think within the space that there's something tangible, there's something concrete, there's something the church uh, could pursue uh, yeah. affordable housing and um, the way. Um, uh, um, so we have dreams. We have yes. dreams. You, you can hear. You maybe you can sense the <laughs> the, the, the the dreamer in me. We have yes. dreams of of uh, uh, doing something within within Salt River. We have started uh, um, something small called the mustard seed home mm -hmm. uh that that um um houses or, or, or gives accommodation to um to um some ladies that have been moved um or stay at least under the bridge mm. which is an informal settlement in in salt river um and so um so so that's we, we started the beginning of this year yeah and so that's uh, the mustard seed. Mm. We um, obviously coming from the Bible, but yes. with the hope that uh, it will grow, that yes. it never just stays a seed, you know. Yeah. Um, so we we be praying and expecting that God would take this small thing and mm. and grow it somehow. And and uh, yeah, so I think the church um, uh, could um, could pursue yeah, yeah um, affordable housing or, or sort of reimagining what. Mm. Um, uh, creating spaces for people to, yeah. to live here. Yeah. You know, it's remarkable about what you're sharing is uh, as individuals, we can look at this and say, there's not something that I can do personally just by myself or just my family. We can't afford to buy somebody a house or you know, build a affordable housing. But there's something in our togetherness, that in our collective, that mm. as the church has gathered believers in your life groups or your broader community, you can do something there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's with that hope and that purpose that yeah. the gospel informs and shapes us, yeah. that, that the gospel motivates us. Uh, and so I want to hear from you. How do you see the Bible, the gospel, 
the message of Christ informing and shaping and inspiring what you do and what Jubilee is doing in the sphere of, of affordable housing? Uh, I think like um, yeah, the, the gospel, um, the gospel, through the gospel, Jesus um, um, is desires to bring um, all people um, together, you know, from every tribe, tongue, nation. Um, and I, I heard one um, theologian say that the gospel spreads wide but draws um, people from 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 different um, um, uh, sort of ethnic backgrounds wow. together. Mm. So there's this wide, it's far-reaching, but it brings everyone together. Yeah. And um, and um, and and um, that sounds amazing in mm. theory um, <laughs> and which the power of the gospel has that's what the gospel does yes but the practicalities of bringing people together mm. that are um that um are different yes. you know that um that that um are look different that are shaped different that have different bias that mm. have uh, um um the rich the poor i mean yeah. we're speaking of those sort of differences as well and so um, there are complexities. Are mm. they able to, 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 how do we create community um, or um, in that way yes. that, that, that's meaningful? Um, that I, would, I would say that would be um, uh, real diversity in yeah. a sense where it's, where it's not just, hey, you're getting a group of people to come together in a, mm. in a, in a Sunday service and it all looks, yeah. and we can say like we're multicultural. Mm. Uh, but I mean, you know, that's that's the that's right. on the, that's sort of that's uh, multicultural, just sort of on the surface level. Yes. But actually, people doing meaningful life together, yeah. you know. And so, um, so, so the gospel, uh, I think that's God's intention to bring mm. people together, um, to give them a place to belong. Mm. And so, I th on the um, so if, so if God's desire is to bring people together and include people, the gospel is a gospel which includes all people. Then um, I believe that as the church we should be be creating spaces uh, where where everybody is included, mm. you know, uh, where everybody feels as though they belong. Yeah. Um, and and I think that goes beyond, like just a service or yeah. just the uh, where everybody feels okay. I belong in this space. Mm. And um, wow. and um, and I mean like um, within the Cape Town story, um, like they are. Um, the lines have been drawn, you know, mm. spatial injustice. The lines have, um, they are clear markers yeah. of where certain people should be and where they, they shouldn't be, mm. you know, and we're still sort of living with those effects. Uh, and, and so I believe that a gospel imperative is for us to move across those racial um, uh, lines or those yeah. that... Um, uh, racial barriers and uh, I mean we see it in the New Testament we see mm. it when, when Jesus tells um, the first um, disciples to uh, to to go um, to to Samaria and, mm. uh, you know and I mean that 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 mission <laughs> on its own is like that's a nightmare yeah. that's that's not that's it was more than the M5 or railway track to yeah. cross right <laughs> yeah I mean those people hated each other yeah. those people were so different but but um, but uh, but God sent them there. Mm. You know, the commission was there to cross those racial, yeah. to cross those racial uh, uh, um, um, barriers, at least. Mm. And so, um, and what's crazy about it, I think also as the church, we need to sort of reflect on what does it mean to be empowered by the Spirit. Wow. I mean, mm. reflecting about that the theology on the on on being empowered by the Spirit. And so, because the Holy Spirit moved 
um, those uh, disciples, particularly Philip, yes. you see it in Acts 8, um, to, to cross a racial boundary of someone that they, they were not like him, there was animosity, mm. but yet God sent him there yeah. um, to a place of discomfort. And, and um, that's a long answer to saying that, yeah, I mean, um, the gospel um, and the fix of the gospel yes. being empowered by the Holy Spirit it does move us into places of discomfort. Mm. But it also helps us to reimagine uh, what what life could look like, yeah. you know, um, here at least. And then so um, and, uh, God's creative. He's a mm. creator. And so like, uh, and if he's living in us, there should yes. be a... Some, some, some creative creativity within us, some more than others. Yeah, uh, I think. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think as a church, we we uh, we we could definitely um, sort of join the course and sort of reimagine what these spaces could look yes. like. Yeah, no. You know what um, stands out to me about what you're saying is how the gospel motivates us and sustains us. Yeah, uh, as we cross over a line. Yeah, and whether that line is. A, a suburb line or a community yeah. line, uh, an ethnic line, a demographic yeah. line, all the different lines that the world says, you, you can't really be united across that line. You can have diversity, like a cricket stadium, rugby stadium, soccer, soccer stadium can be diverse. Yeah, yeah. But there's no relationship as soon as that game is finished, it's, yeah. it's, it dissipates. Yeah. And in the gospel, yeah. we can have that unity in the yeah. midst of diversity. Yeah. And, yeah. and what, what I'm so challenged by what you're saying is how proximity or closeness to people who are different to you yeah. shapes your your view yeah i before talking to you didn't know the story of salt river to my to my own shame mm-hmm. it's it's an area that i commute through or go through it's not a place where i've looked at carefully and said what's really going on here what is god doing what's what's going on in the texture of relationships yeah. Yeah. here and until you have proximity to people who are going to share stories with you, you can just live in, in ignorance. Yeah. Um, and so our challenge to our listeners is to to listen, to learn, to engage, ask people stories. Yeah. Ask them about their heritage, where they, uh, where have they grown up, what's their hope for their community, what's beautiful about the community that they're living in or yeah. the community that they grew up in. Yeah. Um, too many times we, we only read the newspaper or sensational headlines yeah. about a community and only the bad things get represented. Yeah. yeah. And we can overlook the beautiful fabric of community yeah. that exists. So, Grant, your a final question to you: Help us as Christ followers who are trying to connect our faith to the topic of land in the context of this conversation and gentrification. How can we be praying? What should we be doing? Who should we be talking to? How do we connect our faith to this topic that allows us to be faithful to Jesus? Um, well. Um uh, let me say I'm I'm not an expert on this. I'm so I'm sort of in this learning process as well. We never graduate from learning, anyways. Um, but I think um, organization like um, like Level Ground, mm-hmm. um, um, well, um, they um, a couple of guys they started this uh, um, with with affordable housing in mind. So it's gotcha. a um, they serve as a vehicle um, for uh, for for people that that feel that see the need and really want to mm. partner in this in um, this gospel um, initiative. Gotcha. Um, they uh, they uh, people can if they want to join hands by putting funding towards affordable housing. Mm. If they want to join in terms of reimagining what space could mm. look like, uh, I I know there are conversations happening with regards to affordable housing projects or gotcha. homes within the Salt River area. Yeah. Um, so uh, that could be a step. Um, uh, um, um, another step, I think you mentioned it, is just uh, 
sort of learning about um, uh, the other side of the story, mm. I think, which is important. Um, mm. So often we, we just hear sort of one side of the story. Yeah. And I mean, you spoke about urban renewal. Right. Uh, that's called urban renewal. But to at what, what expense? What does that yes. even mean? Mm. Like, you know, renewal meaning that, um, okay, renewal, at least when I hear that word, um, means that um, on the ground that certain people are going to move and they yes. look a certain way, which... Wow. Uh, and so, um, and so, if you look like me, uh, you mm-hmm. know, which uh, I'm, I think I'm a bit caramel, you know, <laughs> a bit of caramel, just to give the uh, listeners a, a picture. So I've got a, I've got a bit of caramel going on. If you, so, if you look like me, that means mm-hmm. that you have to leave because the community is being renewed. Yes, uh, and, and so you're not part of the future of that renewal. You, there's yeah. no uh, place for you yeah. in something that's positioned as new and beautiful. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, um, like we can't stop the wave from happening. Mm. Um, the question I just have for us as the church at least, so the question not I have, that we've been sort of grappling is, uh, what signposts of love can we put up in the midst wow. of this? That's beautiful. That, that, um, what tangible signposts uh, of love? Are, are we as the church supposed to um, mm. sort of be a voice, but more than a voice, uh, pursue something that can actually say this is... Uh, um, this this is not okay. Yes, you know this is not okay. Um, uh, and um, and I believe we can, we can, mm. we can, we can't answer the, we can't solve the problem. Yes. but I mean it's just saying we could put up a signpost of love through affordable housing that says, "Hey, Jesus cares, mm. Jesus cares." Mm. And and if you ask anybody in Salt River, um, um, I'm trying to speak on behalf of them, which might not be the best thing, but mm. uh, I think it's safe to say people that I've had conversations with they. Um, they ha- they are happy for the community to be diverse. Mm. There's no um, they 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 love the fact that they could mix with others, yes. but uh, they also want to stay in the community, though. Right, you know. Yeah, they, that's the com- that's the community that they've grown up. So yes. so they don't mind staying uh, to uh, uh, next to next to next to you, Richard. If right. you they, they they don't mind that, yeah. um, but they want to stay in the community as well, yes. <laughs> you know. So right. so so it's just wrestling with that dynamic. Yeah. Um, they want to stay in the community that they've always lived in, mm. you know. And so um and 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 because of gentrification, they won't be able to have the opportunity to do that. Gotcha. You know. Yeah. And so um and um and so can we as a church sort of reimagine and pursue something where 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 people that have um. Um, historically they've lived there they've lived there they've grown up there can we sort of reimagine the space and, and pursue something where they are able still to live there yes in the midst of the wave yeah. do you know yeah. uh, could we could we start our own wave yes in Jesus name I, I don't know like um, so I think we could yes it might, be, it might not be a tsunami but it <laughs> might be a, a little a little wave yeah so and, and I love that language you use about the Eden Project. It's incarnational. It's putting flesh on yeah. uh, the message of Jesus. And, and in so many ways, um, the way that we can be Christ in communities is, is going to look a little bit different to perhaps yeah. traditional mission. Um, yeah. And saying actually that that's something of representing Christ and his heart for the people of, of Salt River is, might not look traditional. Yeah. might not look like what we're familiar with. But you mentioned already, the Spirit makes us creative, give us ideas, give us opportunities and connections and the resources yeah. to make a difference yeah, in that yeah, way yeah, that, yeah. that can demonstrate to a world that's watching, yeah. not only Salt River, but yeah. developers and anybody else looking in and saying, yeah. what is 
what is the church's space here? Mm. Um, what is the, the role that we have to play? Yeah. Um, and to be able to proudly say we, we're here because we're for so yeah. many good things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Grant, I really am so grateful for your time and sharing your story. I look forward to uh, hearing more about what the Eden Project is doing, the Mustard Seed Home, the Affordable Housing Projects, Level Ground, all those things that you've mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can be following you on social media. There's newsletters that we can get to keep up to speed. If you're interested, Google it. You can get those details mm -hmm. online. Um, but again, uh, so appreciate you flying the flag of Christ in Salt River as you build relationship, build community, and intentionally incarnate Jesus there. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, subscribe to our channel, Living Social Justice, on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. You can also find more resources on our website, commongood.org.za, including our Justice Journey courses, devotional content, and volunteer opportunities. Bye for now.